It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome to episode number 443 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, January 3rd. I am your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy Basketball going strong. We've got Locked On Fantasy Football if you're playing daily in the playoffs. We've got Locked On NBA daily across the network with five different hosts or five different sets of hosts. Sometimes we've got a two-pack of hosts hosting those as well. We've got David Locke as well on Thursdays. Uh, weekly contributions from Ben Golliver and Sam Amick. Locked On NFL has Mike Sando and Sage Rosenfels and other weekly guests joining uh, Matt Williamson on that daily show uh, all on the lockdown podcast network your team every day make sure you are subscribing uh, if you find a show that you like on on iTunes Stitcher Spotify or Google Play it's very very helpful for the host of that show and it helps to you know make it more visible puts us up in the rankings all that good stuff so thank you very much for taking the time uh, you may notice I'm rushing through this intro it's because my voice is about to explode I'm sick and I want to die uh, so I'm just gonna get this thing up and, and I'll get to it now myself and Jeff Garcia the host of locked on Spurs we did a preview of tonight's game Raptors Spurs in San Antonio uh it's gonna be a time there's gonna be some booze probably some cheers for Danny Green as well maybe DeMar DeRozan will seek out Masai Ujiri and try to dunk on him somewhere uh it's gonna be a good time um and myself and Jeff Garcia teed up all the different emotional angles of this one not so much like the X's and O's really because that's not what matters about this one we care about the the hate the sports hate and the the uh, the narratives and all the stuff about this game. This is a game where I'll happily feed into narratives because it's a good time uh, to get really excited about what this is all going to be on Thursday night in San Antonio. So uh, without further ado, it's myself, it's Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs teeing up tonight's game. Enjoy the conversation, and we will talk to you on Friday with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Cheers. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, this is Sean Woodley from Locked On Raptors, and I'm with Jeff Garcia, the host of Locked On Spurs, ahead of Thursday night's uh, sort of big basketball game between the Raptors and Spurs. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's return to San Antonio, of course, DeMar DeRozan's first game against the Raptors as well. Let's not forget about Jakob Pertl and Danny Green as well, both playing their former teams. Danny Green going back to the place where he won a title and was very good for a long time, and I believe is probably going to have a warmer reception on behalf of the Spurs fans than Kawhi Leonard is going to. Uh, But Jeff, I guess first off, let's start this thing off. Uh, what's the feeling in San Antonio right now? Is there excitement? Is there angst? Like, what's the what's the sort of general vibe in San Antonio ahead of this game? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that has been uh, the topic of the city out here in the Alamo City. Kawhi Leonard's return. Uh, the feeling is simply this: it's gonna holy hell's gonna rain down on him tomorrow night. There's yeah. no doubt about it. It's coming. No matter what Popovich says ahead of tonight's game. Uh, you know, asking fans to be respectful and kind, that's not going to happen. Even if Pop and Kawhi hug center court in front <laughs> of fans, that's not going to do it. Look, Sean, this is the game that's been circled on Spurs fans' calendar since the schedule came out. They, it, There's pent-up anger. There's uh, hate. and There is hate. I have seen the Spurs fans do not like the new Raptor that has just been kicking you-know-what out in Toronto. Um, So it's going to be very hostile in the AT&T Center later on um, this evening. And uh, depending on when you listen to the show. um, uh, So, uh, yeah, expect fireworks. Expect a lot of booing and a lot of hissing. My only concern is that the Spurs uh, fan base uh, just keep it somewhat classy. I know that you can't stop everybody, but boo them, yes. Spurs fans feel betrayed. They feel this guy just quit on this team. His moniker has been quitter. So, yeah, Sean, it, it's not going to be a friendly a reception for uh, Raptors number two, although there will be a round of applause, a thunderous applause for Danny Green. So it's kind of a you know bittersweet. On one hand, Kawhi Leonard. On the other hand, Danny Green. So it's going to be uh, interesting, and I will be there at press row for tomorrow night's uh, big mega clash. Yeah, I can't wait. It's definitely going to be very different from what DeMar DeRozan's reception is going to be when he comes to Toronto on February 22nd. Like, that's just going to be... I'll, I'll probably cry. Like, it's going to be emotional. It's going to be, yeah, it's it going to be yeah. like, stirring, I think. This, I feel like, is going to rival, like, LeBron going back to Cleveland for the first time after leaving. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing we're going to... Like, KD going back to OKC. That's kind of the realm we're talking about here. Um, I guess, yeah, I, I hope people keep it, like, respectable and realize, yeah, it's yeah, it sucks that Kawhi Leonard is no longer with the Spurs for all of the different reasons we've talked about, but uh, I, I hope it's, like, not over the top or ridiculous or, like, well, you know, I, I know you posted yeah. the story today about, like, uh, Kawhi's sister posting about getting death threats. Like, yeah. that is, like, if you're doing yeah, that, yeah. just check yourself, man. Like, it's it's not that serious. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I was exactly going to talk about that. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's sister, who runs his social media, particularly his Instagram, according to her, she is claiming that Spurs fans have made death threats towards the family simply because he doesn't wear the silver and black jersey. Um, although she did not offer proof of even if it's just blacking out names, you know, um, she never followed up with that. I take it with a grain of salt. Uh, when he was a Spur, 
uh, his sister uh, would normally post a lot of things that would ultimately be false. You know, he's staying in San Antonio. Um, he's coming back uh, sooner than later. Uh, he loves being a spur, only to find out that it's not all true. Yeah. So I took it with a grain of salt. But if it's true, and Sean, you did it magnificently. Just check yourself. I mean, come on. It's, yeah. it's, it's still a bunch of guys in shorts going up and down, putting an <laughs> orange ball and hoop. That's all it is. Yeah. Also, like, even if the like the the claim by Kawhi's sister, you know, true or not, like, the internet is a terrible enough place that I'm sure that's something that someone said somewhere on the internet, right. and like that, we don't need to spend any more time talking about that stuff. It's ridiculous. Uh, nothing wrong with a little bit of good sports hate, though. Um, I don't know, like. What do you think the deserved reception is for Kawhi? Because I kind of look at this two ways. And maybe I'm totally just going from the Raptors' perspective. And I've, I've watched Kawhi play incredible basketball all season long. He just put up a career-high 45 last night. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Like, I, you know, I have seen the Kawhi thing. And I also saw that Kawhi won them a title. It was, a, was a, right. a finals MVP for that team. So, like, I feel like that should almost build in some sort of just, like, you know, immunity to just like the up, up, the utmost vitriol, but at the same time, I wasn't in San Antonio. It was all that played out last year? I kind of have my own theories about you know how much the Spurs are to blame for all this as well. Like, I, I don't think the Spurs are blameless in what happened with Kawhi, and I think Danny Green's talked about this season on his own podcast about how he thinks he was misdiagnosed as well with his groin injury last year. So, like, if I'm just sort of adding all the little clues here, like. There might be some stuff with the Spurs that is not so above board, or you know, the, I, I just don't think they're entirely clean here. So, what do you think the reception should be? Not what will it be, but what do you think it should be? I, I think it should be a cascade of booze. I, I, I do believe that. I'm not on this show with you right now, uh, right here on the Locked On uh, NBA Network, uh, saying that the Spurs are uh, blameless or not. I, I, I think they wanted to rush him. And I think he took that wrong. There was the infamous Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili led team meeting, um, asking Kawhi, "What's up? Basically, are you coming back or not?" I think that could have been handled a lot better. Uh, I think Popovich, you know, saying you have to talk to his group. You know, it didn't, it didn't come off wrong. So the Spurs are not completely blameless here. But at the end of the day, Kawhi Leonard is still the same guy. Uh, who said when he did play during those nine games last season that he was a spur for life. He did say that. Right. He he did say he didn't anticipate leaving San Antonio at all. As a matter of fact, even before the saga last season, seasons ago, he said the same thing, that he wants to be that type of uh, you, you know well-known player, that um, epic legendary player that stays with one team under one coach and wins everything a la Tim Duncan, uh, Kobe Bryant, etc, etc. So on one hand he's saying that, but then the other hand, you know, he bolts. So he forced his way out of San Antonio. Fans feel he ripped off San Antonio Spurs of millions of dollars. And here's the thing, Sean. He was willing to walk away from a Supermax. Yeah. That tells me that he really want to out of the Alamo City. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why, another another reason why I think, like, it can't all just be Kawhi wanting to go play in L.A. or whatever, right? Like, I think there has to be some yeah. sort of fracture in that relationship to lead to all those things happening. So, like, I understand why there will be booze, although I think I'm going to try to, like, draw on my own experience with, like, a jilted star leaving town. And, like, I do think in time... 
the Kawhi Spurs and Spurs fan relationship can probably be mended to some degree, right? Because like, think about Vince Carter. Vince Carter was the only good player the Raptors had had ever. Like, this was not Kawhi coming in after you know twenty years of success with Tim Duncan. This was Vince Carter, the only good player the Raptors had ever employed, and. He left after quitting on the team. He, you know, said he wasn't going to dunk anymore. Uh, you know, kind of milked injuries, whatever. Asked for his way out of town, and uh, admittedly dogged it. Admitted to like tipping plays to the other team before he got traded, and yet still, I think it was 2014, maybe 2015. The Raptors, you know, had a big tribute thing for for Vince Carter, and like that was where the kind of hatchet seemed to be buried. And it, you know, in time, you know, ten, it took ten years, but. In time, that kind of moved aside, and now Vince Carter is beloved again, and like I, he's going to get his jersey retired, and fans will cheer for him when he's playing here, and like people were really excited for him for the most part when he got his twenty thousand or twenty five thousand career point against the Raptors earlier this season. Like that was a thing Raptors fans kind of reveled in, and you, if you told me ten years ago that was going to be the case, I would have said like there's no way. So like I still have hope here that like the Raptors, or the Spurs fans, and Kawhi can reach some sort of like burying of the hatchet at some point maybe it's not this this time around and part of the fun of losing a player one of the sort of like the the vindictive things you get to do is you get to boo the hell out of them like when they come back when they leave in such a manner and that's fun like i did it with uh, vince carter i did it with tracy mcgrady i was at tracy mcgrady's first game back in toronto too and i booed the hell out of him as like a seven-year-old kid and it was great so i get it but i do think like this shouldn't be an irreparable thing because I think there was wrong done on both sides. And the fact that Kawhi won a finals MVP, beat LeBron James in the finals like for the Spurs, like, I don't know. To me, it's in time, it feels like it, this shouldn't be like a, a, a never, you know, a never repaired relationship, I would think. But I, I don't know. Do you kind of agree or do you disagree? Uh, this is where I tell you to insert the uh, laughing Charlie Murphy gif. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't think uh, Spurs fans will ever forgive uh, Kawhi Leonard, and I think the divide is uh, so huge huh. that as the t- as time goes on, yeah, the dust will settle, but there will still be that smattering of booze um, of what it could have been if Kawhi stayed. Uh, I-, I think that the cuts were were so deep for San Antonio Spurs fans. You can understand one thing: Spurs fans only only want to know one thing: Spurs. Yeah. They don't have an NFL team. There's no NHL team. There's no MLB team. Um, the other pro team they had, the women's uh, uh, WNBA bolted. They went to Las Vegas. The Spurs are the only team they have in town. So they attach so much feelings and emotions to the players, and they treat them like family, and they perceive what Kawhi did as a betrayal of the family. And so I don't think it'll, it'll ever repair I think it'll subside, mm-hmm. but I think it'll always be there. I do not expect them, them to ever retire his jersey. But here's the thing, though. Years from now, I'm talking years from now, if somebody were to ask me who were the, the greatest top five Spurs ever, I might have to put them up there. Yeah, I, I will have to put them up there because in, the, in, what, seven years, seven, seven seasons he was San Antonio, did a lot. Defensive NBA uh, Player of the Year back-to-back, finals MVP, won a championship with the Spurs, an all-star, et cetera, et cetera. So um, he is, if you're just talking about my resume, he is one of the greatest Spurs. But I think fans will just turn a blind eye to that, uh, Sean. The divide is great, and unfortunately I don't think it will ever be repaired. Just hear me out. I have hope. 
I, that's all I'm saying. I believe I believe in the power of time to heal all wounds. Uh, maybe that's just me being wishy-washy and soft, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think there's hope still there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh, let's flip gears a little bit here. It's DeMar DeRozan's first game against the Raptors, and I, uh... I'm not sure how I'm going to react to this one. It's not obviously going to carry near the same emotion for me as it will when DeMar comes and plays in Toronto for the first time, obviously. But it's going to be weird. But I guess my question to you is, like, how's life with DeMar? How are you enjoying watching, like, the, the, the DeMar experience? I feel like there's kind of like a... You know, Raptors fans for so long so like, were just like, no, no, like, seriously, he's really good and really fun to watch. He's an awesome offensive player. Don't look at the numbers entirely. Like, well, watch him play. He's great. Uh, have Spurs fans come to love DeMar's sort of offbeat game? Well, let me uh, address something you mentioned right now regarding uh, his first uh, shot at his former team uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, he was asked that today at the media session, and his response was simply this. It hasn't hit him yet. Yeah. The emotion hasn't hit him yet at all. Uh, for him, he's downplaying it, but he did admit two things I think you would find interesting and your listeners would find interesting. He did say to the media, one, it'll hit him more when he's in Toronto. Yeah. And he explained why. He's saying people at the, at the, at the, the, the table, at the, score, the scorer's table, trainers, uh, fans, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the other thing, too. He reiterated he still feels jaded by the Raptors. Yeah. He, he understood now that the dust has settled, that it was a business decision. He gets that. But he was asked about the other side of being traded and he did say he's still jaded so i i think you know when i look at the situation that's going to happen this week spurs raptors big game so many storylines heading into the contest i i have been saying this if anybody wants to stick it to the other team has to be demar to toronto demar didn't want to leave toronto yeah he was he was shot uh it, it hit him hit him to the core we all know that we don't have to go on about it. It's been well documented. On the other hand, Kawhi wanted out of San Antonio. He didn't want to be a Spur no more. And he got his way out of it. So if any of the two players really wants to take it to his former team, I, I think that'll be DeMar. Now, I'm not saying that Kawhi wants to put it on the Spurs. I think he does. But if there's some sort of measuring stick of who wants it more, I think it would be DeMar versus uh, Toronto. But as far as enjoying his game, my goodness, I've never seen so many dunks in a season since he's gotten back. Uh, he's just cramming them down. His mid-range game is incredible. But I was, I've been shocked uh, about this. My goodness, when did he become a facilitator? 
He leads the Spurs in assists. Oh yeah, this is a, this was like a couple years before he left the Raptors, where this kind of kicked in for uh-huh. him. Yeah. So his all-around game is good. I give him the old college try on the defensive end. He does try his <laughs> best. Um, you know, he picks up a steal here and there, uh, but offensively, he is a beast. His game is great to watch. It's fun to watch. Uh, to see him pair with LaMarcus Aldridge is good. And I think he likes playing with a, a dominant center or big man like LMA. I think the last one he played with probably was Chris Bosh. Um, uh, you know, here's a guy that he's paired with to not only unload some of the shoulder, the scoring uh, burden, but also a guy who says good picks for him, clear some space, let him get to the rim, let him attack the rim, rebound, second chance opportunities, so on and so forth. Here's the thing, too. And I know you didn't bring him up, but Pirtle, I like Pirtle's game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he started off very slow in San Antonio. And for a minute there, I thought, oh, my God, this is not going to work out with Jakob. He's turned it on of late. He is the best Spurs offensive rebounder. He gets so many second, third chance opportunities, sets solid screens, runs the pick and roll, young, uh, skilled under the basket. And I think he's only going to get better, and he's definitely taking advantage of the minutes now that Pau Gasol is back, but not playing heavy minutes as he was prior to the injury. Yeah, Jakob Pertl, I I miss that dude. Uh, if you're in the locker room, there's no better guy to talk X's and O's with than Jakob Pertl, just like a sort of inside thing. He's very open uh-huh. to talking about that kind of stuff, and he's great. Uh, also, yeah... He is. Uh, it just warms my heart that you're saying all these things. That like, yeah, we knew that. We knew Yakupurdo was an awesome <laughs> offensive rebounder. Like, we knew Demar's playmaking was really good. Like, yeah, that that's that's cool. That that's all carrying over. Uh, Purtle also. I don't know if he's thrown any down yet, but like sneaky good dunker and had some of the biggest dunks yeah, over yeah. the last couple of years for the Raptors. So uh, like he had a fast break dunk on the Hawks on somebody. It was like one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I'm pretty sure his it became a meme from him because his face is so hilarious after he throws it down. Um, so yeah, Jakob Pertl, I'm gonna miss him. I do miss him, and I, uh, you know, I don't think it's a, entirely a coincidence that he's removed from the Raptors' second unit, and the Raptors' second unit is no longer like an obvious great strength. And there are other factors at play. You know, Pascal Siakam starting now, and just like injuries and stuff like that. But um, Jakob Pertl was a big part of that bench unit that just tore teams apart last year. So glad to see he's kind of finding his footing after that rough start. I was worried too when he was losing that starting job yeah. and not really playing very much so it's nice to see um damar too man yeah he's just i uh i oh so to, just to the to the thing about uh him wanting it more against the raptors like i i would agree if masai ujiri was on the court i feel like if there's anyone he would like to dunk on it's masai ujiri uh the thing about damar is like and I think the thing that, like, Raptors fans can kind of rest easy with is, like, the, his animus with the team kind of stops at Masai, I think. And, like, he still loves the city. He still loves the fans. He still loves his old teammates. Like, there was no sort of, you know, fracturous break between him and the rest of the organization beyond Masai. So that's kind of, I guess, warming the hearts of Raptors fans a little bit. And, yeah, his playmaking, it's come so far over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, I think the, the end of the 2014-15 season is where he started to kind of show it. And by the time he left the Raptors, he was playing point guard on most of their possessions. And Kyle Lowry was mostly hanging off ball as a catch-and-shoot option because that's just how the Raptors' balance worked a little bit better with DeMar having the ball in his hands more often. So uh, that's really, really great to see. Um, do you miss having Kawhi, though? Because, like, my... God, he is, and this is not to rub it into Spurs fans' faces, and, like, I love DeMar, and I think you can tell by how I'm talking about him, like, I 
he is one of my favorite rappers of all time, and I just like I bought a Demar Derozan jersey, or I had a Demar Derozan jersey bought for me by my girlfriend like three weeks after he got traded, uh, because like I, I will, it's an immortal jersey, and that that's just never going out of style. Um, but Kawhi, man, again, not to rub salt in the wound or anything, but holy hell, he's so just a different level of guy. I mean, watching him pour, pour in forty five on uh what was it tuesday night against the jazz without even hitting a single three like he just was like getting to his spots pretty much at will the jazz were sending all sorts of attention his way and it didn't matter and his defense obviously you know the reputation there kind of speaks for itself like i don't know like how much do you miss the Kawhi experience because let me tell you it's uh, it's been a treat to watch well, it's two fronts. One, I don't miss the Kawhi media experience, <laughs> but um, I do miss the Kawhi on the court experience. Look, he, you know, from the from the small time that he was in San Antonio, my goodness, um, from blocking shots on one end to nailing the three on the other end in the same play, uh, to locking down some of the best of the best and and making them sweat, literally sweat when he checks in. Ask LeBron James when he was with Miami. Um, I miss that. I, I miss what could have been in the sense of how the mantle was going to be passed onto him from Tim Duncan to Kawhi. That didn't happen. I, I, so that that's disheartening to know what could have been. What could have been to see him paired with DeJounte Murray, uh, with with the LaMarcus Aldridge. They never really got a, a full season, that, that a good full season, or at least some good couple seasons underneath their belt to see what could have been. Defensively, that's where the Spurs miss them the most uh, this season. They've had some struggles on the defensive end. Uh, they're kind of kicking it up lately, so good on them for that. But I think early on, the Spurs miss his defensive presence. J- just to know that the Spurs had themselves a top-five player in the league uh, wearing their colors and just to see him go. Now, I'm not you know, just discounting DeMar. DeMar is phenomenal. And, you know, I get a little flack for this, but DeMar's not Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, DeMar cannot do what Kawhi Leonard can do on both ends of the court and impact the game on to that level. DeMar can impact the game in other ways, and he's showing that, facilitating, scoring, mid-range, but he doesn't have a consistent three-point shot, even though he says it's coming. Uh, Kawhi Leonard can be at three-point threat. We know what he can do defensively. We know what we can do against the best of the best in the NBA. So the, I think overall the Spurs miss uh, that type of force on the court but uh all in all i think this the spurs i'm not gonna say they won the deal i'm not gonna say that yeah clearly toronto won that but i think they won in the sense of the outside distractions are gone uh, i've last season was weird for me to cover a team with this type of drama yeah it i was constantly asked what's going on what's going on what's happening what's happening i actually knew that he was bolting in February of last season, and I was told by one of my sources that you know it's done, you know it's all but gone. Yeah. So, uh, and then to know, just waiting for that day to drop where the news breaks that he's out, and to see his fans' uh, heartache just snap. And he, so, yeah, I, I miss what he is—an NBA force. Uh, I, but but now I see him in Toronto, and I get jealous because I Spurs had that for seven seven seasons and now he's actually talking to the media a lot better than he did in san antonio <laughs> so i'm thinking where was this guy in san antonio so good i'm glad i'm glad he's doing well on the court um but i i, I feel fans in san antonio their pain um 
on how it left. It, it was a messy, it was a messy divorce, Sean. That's really what it was. It was yeah. a bad divorce. It's kind of a weird and dynamic. Sorry, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I have a question for you. Though. Yeah, what's up? How have fans been? How have fans been receiving Kawhi Leonard? I mean, is it now to the point of Demar? Who? I mean, because he's that much of a force, or is there still some sentiment that maybe we should have kept Demar in Raptors colors? I'm glad you asked this. I was just about to get into this point. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's it's weird because a lot of people kind of know like the most likely outcome probably is that this is a one year experience with Kawhi so I think on one hand people are just trying to enjoy it for as much as they possibly can because you know the trade because he's played like he's played what 30 games now and been really good like it's already a win this was all this was the gamble they took and they the gamble has been paid off by having Kawhi Leonard actually play for the team and you know seemingly be healthy and play at a really really high level maybe the best he's ever been which is crazy um Mm -hmm. but like over the last month you could say that's probably true and so, like, I think people are trying to savor it and enjoy it for what it is with, like, the hope that, like, maybe he'll stick around. And, like, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to the Clippers. I think the Raptors have a lot to offer uh, between being in a very good city and having a really good front office and having, you know, a ton of really good young players. Pascal Siakam becoming a borderline all-star mm, yeah. certainly helps the, the, the pitch to Kawhi going forward. Um, so, like, that has been... It, it, you, 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 obviously, you can't not think about the future, but I think most people are trying to savor this year. But at the same time, like, I don't think it is, like... I think on the court, it's like, yeah, this is just, like, such an upgrade over DeMar that we don't miss him in that way. But I do think DeMar is missed. Like, I, there's, no, there's no doubt about that. He's, like... He, should, he was such a beloved figure, and he was so much more knowable and open than Kawhi is. Like, Kawhi... Yes, he's talked to the media, but he... I don't have ever really... I've never gotten the sense that he's, like, opened up to them. Um, like he's talked with like Sam Amick and stuff like that and like insiders that he knows, but he's not, you know, I don't think he's really given like exclusives to, you know, people in the Raptors beat or anything like that. Like, I think he's kind of keeping to himself. (laughs) Oh God, no. Dear God, no. Um, I, I usually (laughs) skip his post games because he's usually like lifting weights for too long before he comes and talks to the media after games. So, uh, it's been a bit of a mixed bag there. I think the Raptors are being pretty careful and mindful of how much they're asking him to do media-wise as well, which I can't blame them. This is their one year to pitch him on sticking around, and if that they think that's going to help them, then I can't really blame them for being protective of him and sort of treating him with kid gloves a little bit. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Uh, but yeah, I think on the court, there's not really any sense that, oh, this team would be, you know, is missing a DeMar because they, they're not. And you could argue Danny Green has been... You know, Danny Green, I, I got to ask you about Danny Green, actually, because, like, yeah, how how did the Spurs include him in this trade? I don't understand no, it I, I don't because he's been either. ridiculous. He's, like, leading the league in plus minus. Every time he's on the court, a Raptors lineup does something good. Uh, he had a great game-saving play last night. The Raptors were in crunch time against the Jazz. He had a huge offensive board that pretty much sealed it. Uh, an offensive board and, like, falling out of bounds and saved it, uh, mind you. Like, it was a, an incredible play. I, I don't think he's missed a wing three yet. Like, he's just been insane. And I don't understand how that was part of the deal. So, like, there is no missing DeMar 
but and I think it's like a sort of a wait and see before they tr- everyone sort of fully gives their love to Kawhi. And like if he stays long term, like obviously he'll be ingratiated forever. But uh, I think it's a bit of a holding pattern, but and mostly just trying to savor what's going on this year because it's not just Kawhi. Like Danny Green could be gone after this year too. It could just be one year for both of them. So uh, you're trying not to like look too far ahead and kind of miss what's in front of you. Uh, but as far as Danny Green goes, yeah, like what, what were the Spurs doing, including him in the trade? I guess we can wrap on this because uh, it's the last Raptors Spurs connection. But like, what was what was that? You know, Sean, I, I scratched my head. I think, that in my opinion, and again, not a knock on Demar. I, is, I, I feel like I'm walking a fine line here. Oh, I've said that. I've said. Team. I've said. Having to say yeah. the. I've said the caveat. Uh, the, I, this is. I love Demar, but like a thousand times this year. So this is not. Uh, new territory for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the Spurs gave up way too much. Um, losing green hurt in the sense of, you know, X amount of years with that Spurs corporate knowledge. A guy who was a fan favorite, beloved in San Antonio. And he, his reception tomorrow is going to be, or later on when the Spurs and Toronto clashed, if anyone listen to this show, um, it's going to be wild. It's going to be great. Uh, why they included him in the deal, I don't know. Um, I, I think I think it was too much. They they saw Danny Green and Kawhi get traded to Toronto. They see Kyle Anderson walk to Memphis. Um, Ginobili and Parker leave. Uh, went to retirement. Went to the Hornets. That's a, the Spurs had one of the worst off seasons in my opinion in their history. And giving up Danny, I think that was a, a too steep of a price. Uh, Kawhi wanted out. Fine. We'll, we'll deport you to Canada. But I, I think Danny Green was also caught off guard. I, I think he was just that collateral damage that Toronto knew that San Antonio was over a barrel. They didn't want to keep him out west. They know that if he just gets <coughs> hurt again for another season, uh, he can walk and likely will stay west with an L.A. team. So I think the Toronto and Simon Jerry really – really did wonders here uh, part of it also too I, I just think that one uh toronto was probably thinking okay we, we lose Kawhi, maybe we can go danny to stay yeah. um you, you know i think they're trying to hedge their bets too i really believe the reported you can correct me on this the reported asking price for san antonio uh was um damar and siaka yeah uh, uh, I, I think that would have been a lot better uh, deal-wise, if the Spurs had to give up Danny Green, and they did. So, uh, at the end, yeah, it's, it's a head-scratcher. I wish they didn't do that. Um, they should have kept Danny in Spurs colors. It is what it is. He's gone. He's doing great. Uh, he has a podcast now, something he didn't do in San Antonio. <laughs> so, I'm glad to see him flourishing. He's found his three-point shot again. Um, is it just me, too? Is he put on some size, too? He looks bigger. Um, and playing great defense and he got the nod for all NBA defensive second team before he left San Antonio would not be surprised if he gets some votes for that first team he's playing some good defense yeah he's been insane uh the Raptors are kind of tough because they have so many like all their defenders are kind of part of what they do so it's hard to really differentiate one above the rest but yeah Danny's been outstanding whenever he's on the court his three-point shooting has been vital because most of the team is slumping so far this year uh, but he's been outstanding. He's had a couple game winners so far. Like, yeah, can't say enough about Danny Green. And can't say enough about, like, I'm never going to forget my level of consternation 
when the deal finally came out, and I was fully expecting one of Siakam or Ananobi was going to be going the other way right. once Sorry, I knew I... that Danny Green and Kawhi were in the deal. And I was like, there's no way this isn't going to be one of these guys. And then it was Pirtle, and I love Pirtle, but Pirtle was probably the guy of all the Raptors' young guys who I was most willing to part with as well. So uh, just a, a wild trade, a very strange sort of a, a set of circumstances that led to it, and it's all going to lead to a uh, very intriguing game on Thursday night that uh, we will, of course, we'll cover the aftermath of on our, on our, own, our own respective shows as well. Uh, Jeff, man, any parting shots before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, uh, one, I think it'll be a great game. I think it's going to be a very hotly contested game. I would not be surprised uh, to see this game go into overtime. Ooh. I think DeMar and Spurs, they're going to want to win this one for DeMar. And I think Kawhi and his Raptor teammates and Danny Green, they're going to want to win one in San Antonio. Um, going into the contest without Lowry and Valanciunas, I think that hurts San Antonio. Uh, I mean, sorry, uh, Toronto, excuse yeah. me. But the uh, Spurs also might not be with Rudy Gay come game time. He's questionable with the left wrist. So I, I think not having Lowry on the court for Toronto is going to do wonders for the Spurs guards. Um, so one less headache to worry about. Dirk White has been playing great. Uh, Brent Forbes has been shooting phenomenally. Uh, all in all, I think I'm, I'm predicting a Spurs overtime win in the AT&T Center. I think okay. it's going to be great. Yeah. I uh, I hope Rudy Gay plays because it'd be nice to see Rudy Gay and DeMar DeRozan play together in a Raptors game once again. Uh, that was uh, oh, yeah, also right. a strange yeah, experiment. Yeah, very strange experiment back in the day. And it's so weird that it like, kind of like works now in a way it didn't five years ago. But uh, yeah, the NBA, it's constantly changing as this trade was uh, very much a, an example of. Jeff, thank you so much, man. Uh, you can follow uh, myself at Woodley Sean. You can subscribe to Locked On Raptors on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Where can people find you? Uh, likewise, um, those spots that Sean just said, you can find Locked On Spurs. And uh, don't forget to follow Locked On Spurs on Twitter at Locked On Spurs and myself at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Uh, everything for the silver and black is covered there and then some. So please go out to Locked On Spurs Twitter. Give us a follow and listen to all our shows, including. Sean's Locked On Raptors. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Everyone, thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the game on Thursday night, and we will talk to you next time. Sweet. Thanks, dude. That was great. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 